Creating business isn't about doing hashtag all the things. It's about doing the right thing at the right time to create systems for success. Welcome to the Master the Sales Game podcast. Each week, I'll be sharing specific strategies, tactics, and practical know-how from myself and other successful business owners, helping you grow and scale your business. I'm your host, Susan McVeigh, helping you master the sales game and sell with more ease without the sleaze. I'm excited to have you here. Thanks for spending time with me today. Now, let's get started. Hey, I'm so excited. You are back for another episode, and today we're talking all about sales mindset and exactly what it is that you need in order to be able to win at this game of sales. Because if you've been listening to other episodes, you know that I really do believe that selling and sales can actually be fun and easy and and exciting, to be honest. And I never thought in a million years that I would ever feel this way because when I first started to sell, I dreaded it. I hated it. I ran away from it. And so if you're anything like me, you want to stay tuned because we're diving in deep about five key things that I believe that you need to have in place in order to make sure that your that your sales mindset game is on point. So let's dive in to today's episode. We are talking all about sales mindset. Now, sales strategies are important. Don't get me wrong, um, but they're only really about 20% of your ultimate success. The other 80%, probably even more than that, is really all what goes on between your two ears, right? So it's inside your head, it's inside your heart, it's inside of you. And it's really important that as you start to either um, become comfortable with selling, or maybe you are already there and you're trying to up-level your game with regards to how well that you're able to sell and truly serve the people that you want to work with, you need to be able to master these things. And so I'm going to go over five key components that I really believe are going to help you with your sales mindset. So let's dive in to number one. Let's call out the elephant in the room, shall we? Now, I took a poll of my audience and maybe you responded as well. How do you feel about selling? Like, honest to goodness, how does it make you feel? And I got some mixed responses. I got anything from sales is love and it makes them super excited and they love doing it to like the cringy face, the oh my God, like, can I just avoid this and run the other way to I, it makes me feel like I'm lying. And so here's the number one thing that I want us to all be on the same page with sales and selling is nothing about lying. It's nothing about being dishonest. And yes, I know that it may make you feel really uncomfortable right now. In fact, in your mind, you feel like in order to be able to sell and sell successfully, you may have to do sleazy things. You may have to be dishonest. But I'm going to tell you that if this is the mindset that you're coming in and approaching how you sell with, then you're not going to be successful because Every step of the way, you are going to self-sabotage. Every step of the way, you're going to question whether or not you're being truthful and honest. And every step of the way, you're going to wonder if you are being too persuasive. Like if you're trying to convince people to do something, it typically is because you don't believe in the product or service that you're trying to sell. So the number one thing that I want you to understand is that if you have to make up stuff, if you actually have to... Um, 
create situations or stories or fabricate information in order to feel justified in having people purchase whatever it is that you're selling. And if that's you, gosh darn it, I mean, I need you to do the inner work to really understand what it is and what it takes for you to be confident in your own abilities to produce the outcomes, the results, and the transformation that you're promising to your ultimate customers. Because at the end of the day, if you can't provide results, if your product does not speak for itself, then you really have no business selling. And so if the mindset that you're coming into the game in the first place is that what you're selling does not deliver. It doesn't live up to the promise and it doesn't give people what it is that they're asking for or what they've paid for, then absolutely go back to the drawing board because you need to improve your product and service and the programs that you are providing to people. You can't expect to deliver a shoddy uh, product, uh, something that's less than, and expect that people are going to be happy with that. And in fact, if you're not happy with it, then I think that it's only fair that you as the creator, that you as the producer of whatever it is that you're selling, you need to go back, you need to take a look in the mirror and see how could I improve upon this. And if you can't, if you say, Susan, I've created the best thing that is possible for me to create and I stand behind it a thousand percent, well then you don't have to lie. You don't have to be dishonest. You don't have to be sleazy. You don't have to convince people to purchase. You either tell them the facts and let them know exactly what it is that, that you can help them with, what you deliver, the transformation that's provided, and if it serves its purpose, then fabulous, right? And so at the end of the day, you don't need to be underhanded. You don't need to even worry about that. That never has to come into your frame of reference or into your mind at all. So what I want you to understand is that if you've already set yourself up for failure in saying that in order for you to succeed, you have to lie. You have to be underhanded. You have to use sleazy tactics or be super pushy or aggressive. Then you won't be able to sell with your authentic self. You won't be able to sell a product or a service that you're really proud to promote and talk about. And so at the end of the day, I want you to really be honest here and and do a bit of a gut check, right? And say, do I stand behind the product or service that I'm trying to sell? Do I believe in it? Is it something that I would use or I have used personally? And if you have, then you can cross this one right off the list for the area in your mindset that you don't have to worry about. And if this is an area that you have that niggling concern or it is just sitting not quite right, then go back to the drawing board, see how you can improve upon the product or service if you have control over that. And if you don't, then perhaps it's time for you to seek a better opportunity, to seek a product or service that you can stand behind, that you can be proud of selling because it delivers on the outcome, the results and the promise that you are ultimately making to your end user or customer. So that's number one. Number two, there's enough to go around. And I know that sometimes, especially if you are working or selling in a highly competitive market, in a highly competitive niche or niche, as I like to call it, um, that it can feel like you, like how are you going to even compete? Like there's not enough business, there's not enough customers that you're, you're squeezing the same lemon and trying to get as much lemonade as possible. And you just don't see how that's possible. And what I want you to think about is I think there's like, 6 million, 7 million people on this planet, 
oh no, maybe it's billion with a B. And there, that's a lot, that's a lot of people, right? So what I want you to think about is even if you were to take 1% of 1% of what is available in the marketplace today for how you serve your customers, could you even possibly take a hold of the, the sheer volume of people that is a, the possibility of being able to serve today? I know for me, the answer is no. I simply can't serve everybody that I, I would like to. I can't even serve a small, small slice of that pie because it's just a huge number. And so if you're worried because you think, well, gosh, I mean, so-and-so and so-and-so. So I had a, a client who was working in the mindful the mindfulness space. So meditation, breathing, breath work, um, kind of peace, calm, tranquility. Um, and she had said to me, because she was about to launch a meditation series um, and add that into some of the, the coaching and consulting that she was doing for her one-on-one clients. And I said to her, because she came to me and was very concerned. She said, you know, who am I to compete when Deepak and Oprah have a free meditation series and they're selling their stuff for, you know, 40, 50, 60 dollars. I want to charge more than that. And who am I to be able to do that? And I said, look, the fact that Oprah and Deepak have this available is a good sign. It means that there's a demand. It means that there's a market for it. It means that you have an opportunity to serve people that uniquely want what it is that you deliver. So through your own experiences, through your own background, through just you yourself, you are unique. Even if you're a twin, your DNA is still very, very special to you because how you've gone through your world, even though you may be a twin, and this happens time and time again, there's tons of research on this, right? So even if you grew up in the same household, I know for me and my, my younger sister, we grew up exactly the same, but our perception, our memories of birthdays, of Christmases, of school events, even just going to school, like our walk to and from school, we have very drastically different memories of that because our experience was very different. And so your experience is unique to you. And the beauty of that is it means that you are the key to the lock of somebody out there. Right? You, you are a unique key for somebody who's looking for you to unlock something within them. And when you're able to really grasp that there is more than enough business to go around and that you do not have to limit yourself, you don't have to worry about what else is out there, but you see this as infinite possibilities, then you, the world truly is your oyster and it allows you the freedom of being able to sell limitlessly. Now, what does that mean? It means that you don't have to worry that, oh my gosh, I desperately need this, this next customer to say yes to me because they're the only one who can say yes. When you understand the fallacy of that, like that, that is simply not true because there are billions of people on the planet that could run up right behind them and take their place. And it's your responsibility and your opportunity to go out and find them find the one that you're uniquely there to serve, that there is that limitless opportunity for you to do that, then you don't, never have to worry that the no in front of you is the only no or the only person that you can serve. It means that that person for this moment in time is just not into you 
or you're just not into them, and that's totally okay. And so when you're able to understand that there's more than enough to go around, that there is no such thing as competition, for me, I completely believe in collaboration with people in the same space as me. And so whatever is your possibility, whatever you're comfortable with, I I want to encourage you and I want to push you to really think about how many opportunities there are out there, how many people. So if, if your logical brain is now going a little bit haywire and you're going, I, I call, I call BS, I call BS Susan, like this is just not possible. It's not possible. I want you to do an exercise right now. I want you to go ahead and just Google. I want you to Google how many people are on the planet. I want you to Google how many people fit into the demographic that you're looking to target, right? Because you might not be looking to help every single living person on the planet, nor should you. It's something I definitely don't recommend. (laughs) But having said that, if you think about, okay, I work with children, fabulous. So Google, how many how many kids are, and maybe you're, you're focusing specifically on school-age children. So in Google, you're going to search how many kids ages 6 to 18, or depending on your age group, you could narrow that down and see how many kids are actually alive on the planet. I'm sure you're going to see that's a heck of a lot of people, right? And chances are, if you were able to maximize that opportunity, it would still be a lot. It would still be plenty. It would still probably be more than you can actually handle. The beauty of this is really for you to identify that you have an opportunity that is completely unbound, that you do not need to worry about the person in front of you saying no because there are more like them elsewhere. It's just your opportunity, your job to keep going. And if you think that there is only a certain amount of people, then it uh, it forces you to act out of desperation. It forces you to be dependent on whether or not that person is going to say yes. And it creates a lot of friction. It creates a lot of desperation. It creates a lot of negativity, to be honest, because you're so stressed with how you need to interact with your potential customers. Nobody likes being around that energy. Probably, I'm gonna guess, even you, right? You're stressing yourself out when you think this way. So that's number two. Number three is the sales mindset that you need to have in order to master this is that your success is inevitable. I can't remember who said the phrase. So if you happen to know, drop me a line, let me know, because I always seem to butcher these quotes and I really like to give attribution. But um, whether you think you are right or you think you are wrong, you're right. Something like that, right? So in effect, whatever you think is going to happen is actually going to happen. So if you think that you're going to be wrong, or you're not going to be successful, then that's what's going to happen. But just as easily, if you think you're going to be right, you're going to be right. Does that make sense? So if you think that you're going to be successful, your brain is a supercomputer. And essentially what it will do is it will start figuring out how do I make sure that I'm successful? How do I make sure that this happens regardless of what is possible or impossible to think about. So if you set yourself up in order to think that my success is inevitable, it is just a matter of when 
and how. And you don't even need to worry about when and how. You're just going to keep taking forward movement and action and do the activities that you know work. Now, how do you know they're going to work? Well, I always like to take the shortcut. <laughs> I always like to take the, the, the proven path from somebody else that has already walked the path ahead of me. Now, you can know that regardless of what it is that you're doing, you're going to get an outcome either way. You're either going to know that this is working for you and you're going to just keep doing it or you're going to learn that this is not working as well for you and you need to make an adjustment or an adaptation and you're going to make that tweak. But without making the actions, you're actually not going to know what's happening. So the most important thing here is that you continue to move forward knowing that your success is inevitable, assuming that that is the case and expecting it, right? And so our thoughts create our beliefs um, and our feelings and our, our feelings create our actions. And so if you think that you're going to be unsuccessful, well, guess what's going to happen? You're simply just not going to act and you're going to feel terrible. And yet on the flip side, if you think that you're going to be successful and you really, really do, do believe that, then you're going to act in accordance to those thoughts and those beliefs. And the feelings are going to be very, very different. And so what I want you to understand is that it's a choice. Because I think too often what ends up happening is that we feel like, well, it's easy for you to say, Susan, because you're, op you're an optimist and I'm a pessimist or I'm a realist. No, this is where I want you to understand that you can choose. You can choose one way or the other way, but it's your choice. And today, of all days, I want you to make a commitment to yourself that if you are consistently thinking that success is for other people instead of for you, what would happen if you just flip that switch? What would happen if you believe that if success is, is possible for somebody else, then why not you? They're not any different from you. I'm not any different from you. And if it was possible for me, it's possible for you. And today I want you to rewrite your script, you rewrite your story, and to be able to say that success is inevitable for me because it's been inevitable for somebody else. If it's possible for them, it's possible for you. So that's number three. Number four in sales is don't take it personally. Now I know this one is sometimes really hard, especially as a lady. If you are a woman, give shout out to my fellow females. But as women, we are the nurturers in our community. We're the nurturers in our relationships and we tend to act with more emotion, our heart on our sleeve than our fellow gentlemen. Now, if you are a kind-hearted, heart-centered gent, I give you a shout out as well because you know what I'm talking about. You can't take things personally. Now, this goes hand in hand with um, our last premise, a couple of premises ago, around there's enough to go around so the idea of abundance if you feel like there's more than enough to go around then you won't ever take any sort of decision personally because it's not about you it's about them and knowing that there's more than enough to go around you can let it go so when you think about how strongly you're reacting emotionally to some of the the answers that you're getting especially around no's right so most of the time it's because you're feeling rejected. You're taking that no personally. You're taking it to mean something about yourself. And the sales mindset of winners that truly master this game is it's not about me as the salesperson or the business owner. It's all about them. And so they might not be ready. It might not be the right time. It might not be the right opportunity. I may not have explained myself enough. And that's okay. 
right? It doesn't always have to go in your favor in order for you to still get a win. And so I know that that's really hard to understand if you are on the receiving end of a lot of no's, but what I know for sure is that the more resilient you can be, the easier it is for you to keep going. The more that you can just kind of let it slide off your back, and I know that might sound really hard to do at first, but if you're able to really understand that it's not about you, it's all about them, and to give yourself grace but also to give yourself compassion and kindness and give them compassion and kindness. Because I think sometimes we beat ourselves up that, oh my gosh, I didn't do this. I didn't do that. I didn't show up or I didn't ask this. Or if only I had tried better, if only I had given a different price, um, if only I had said something else, then maybe they would have said yes. And I think too often what we need to do is just say, you did a great job. Better luck next time. Pick your socks up and head back out, right? The champions keep going over and over and over again, and it's because they don't take things personally. It's because they know it's not about them, and it's not about anything they could have said or done differently. Sometimes it just doesn't work out that way, and that is okay. It doesn't mean that it's forever. It could just mean that it's just for right now, and if you do the right thing by that person, if you still treat them with respect, with professionalism, with courtesy and kindness, they could be your biggest raving fans and champions and actually sending you potential customers down the road. So the last but not least, I've saved for number five, which is serve, serve, serve. I want you to know that the, the sales mindset that you need in order to win is not, is not really about winning. And I know that sounds funny um, because if you're anything like me, you're probably competitive and you really love to win. But I believe that together we're better and that when we do the right thing by the people that we're serving, we actually end up winning even more. And in order to do that, sometimes you have to turn down a sale. Sometimes it's better for you to say no. And sometimes it's better for you to be able to serve your customer in the best way possible. It's not what you do. It's what somebody else might be able to offer. And that is why number five is serve, serve, serve. I need you to find someone to serve every single day and serve the heck out of them. So I'm going to leave you with a short story to end us off for today's episode. So when I was working back in corporate, I had a reputation for being honest to a fault, super, super in integrity, and that I was... Um, I was always looking to serve my customers, even if that meant that I needed to turn down business, which I'm going to tell you with really aggressive sales targets was very hard for me to do. But I knew that it was in the best interest of my customers and it was in order for me to live aligned with my values of honesty, integrity, and service. And so I had a customer who was a an accountant. So he was really, really a stickler on numbers. And he came to me because they were looking to purchase a home and he had worked out on the numbers. And he said, Susan, at the end of the day, I love working with you, but this is a business decision. And I need to make the, the best call for me and my family as we move into this like huge purchase. And I said, I totally understand. So he had given me the numbers and said, if you can come within, and I think it was like 0.5%, if you could come within 0.5%, then I'm willing to do the deal. And in the end, it would have been a huge amount of money. Now, when he came back to me and said, look, here's the rate that I was able to get. And what can you do for me? At, in the end, 
no matter how I sliced, diced, threw in extra things, looked at a complete package, overhauled all of the things that we were working on together with him, not just for the home purchase, but for everything else that I helped manage with this client, I had to be honest with him and said, you know what? I think his name was Clint. Clint, I, I, this is a deal that is just too good to be true. I'm going to actually recommend that you go to the competition and that you take their offer because I can't get anywhere close to it. Like I can get close, but not close enough that it allows me to feel good about making the recommendation that you stay with us. I know this is really hard for me to admit and to say and to suggest that you're going to walk out the door with all of your business um, because I've loved working with you as a client, but in your best interests, that's what I'm going to recommend. In my best interest, I would love to keep you, but in your best interests, you, you need to go. Um, I would love to be able to say that in four years time when, you know, it's time for us to, to take another look at this, that we're going to be in a position where I can be more competitive. I can't guarantee that, but I would love to have that opportunity. And guess what? In four years, he came back. In four years, he actually moved his business back to me strictly because I did the right thing and I looked to serve him and not me. And I want you to understand that when you do the right thing, along with all of the other five different components that we've talked about today in sales mindset, it's really important that you do what's best for you because you're the business owner. And no matter what, if you're chasing the almighty buck, and I know this sounds funny because I am a sales coaching consultant, I want you to make more money. But if it's all about the money, People can feel that. And we forget that we're selling people to people, a beautiful human to another beautiful human. So I want you to always, always remember this. And if you need more help and support, I have a resource for you. I'm going to link it down below in the show notes. You're going to want to grab my, um, my sales mindset secrets for really how to sell from a place of abundance. Um, that is a free resource that I'm going to gift to you if you're interested in getting a little bit more help and support around how you can shift this um, with a quick and easy resource. You're gonna grab that in the links in the show notes below. And I am super excited for you to flip the switch around your sales mind mindset and finally be able to understand what it takes to truly win at this game of sales. Thanks so much and we will talk to you on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. Be sure to let me know what you think by leaving a review so I know how best to serve you. If you're enjoying this show, don't forget to share and hit subscribe so you know when the next show is up. See you next time.